0: so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. We released our 50th episode last week. Can you actually believe it? It's been super dreary and gross in the UK at the moment, it's been really cold and miserable, and we're currently going through an immense economic crisis, but you know, other than that, life's good. So it's kind of nice to go somewhere a little warmer during this week's episode, and a lot more fun. So for this one, we're back over to the wonderful Japan to look at the fantastic Mrs Fox, the Kitsune. You probably have heard of this monster, although it's interesting that we would even call this one a monster in the first place. Kitsune are generally described as foxes. It's literally the Japanese word for fox, in fact. However, this word has also been used for this spiritual entity from Japanese folklore. The Kitsune is a fox that can shapeshift into human form, and generally cause mayhem and havoc, but also fall in love with humans. They were usually female in their human shapes, but that was not exclusive, they could also be sometimes dudes too. They most famously are known for having up to nine tails. The more they had, the older and more powerful the kitsune would be. The most common was to generally have two, three or five tails in most of the folklore tales. <laughs> They were also seen as witch animals or familiars, meaning they could be linked to the Hag of the Forest or generally symbolised distrust. Now if you cast your mind back to a few moons ago, we talked about the other Japanese monsters and the term Yokai. Yokai are Japanese spirits and actually Kitsune count as one of them. This is not to say that Kitsune are ghosts or undead in any way, but the term spirit in this case is to indicate enlightenment and also intelligence. They were considered so powerful, though, that people would even make sacrifices to them due to their power and influence, like a deity. So it fully makes sense that they're within this yokai kind of bracket. I've kind of given a general description for you, but what were their weaknesses? It was said in some folktales that they held a pearl or a jewel in their mouths, or on their tail, which would kill the fox if they were separated for too long from it. It's said that this contains the kitsune's soul, and if you do manage to steal this from them, then they owe you a favour if you give it back. Now before I continue, it's really important to say that there were three different main types of kitsune, the Zenko, the Ninko and the yako. Zenko kitsune means good foxes, and they were generally pleasant towards people and were also considered celestial. They were heavily linked to Inari, the Japanese goddess of foxes, fertility and agriculture, and these were white foxes to represent their purity and representation of godliness as well. They could also ward off evil omens and act as guardian spirits. The Ninko were that of invisible fox spirits, they were said to be responsible for human possessions, so generally not the best of the bunch, I'll go into the possession bit a bit more later. The yako translates to field foxes, and they were generally considered to be trouble. These would be malicious or mischievous around humans, and these kitsune would go after proud or greedy families and attach themselves to their line so to cause mischief. But if a family ended up respecting the spirit, it would use its magic to help the family, which, you know, is pretty good. There are other types depending on where you are, but these were certainly the most common. Now, no matter what, all of them had magic powers. Their main one is their shape-shifting. They were also incredibly intelligent and had immensely long lives. A fox in the wild is generally considered to have a lifespan of around one to three years, which firstly makes me really sad. But if one was found to live an abnormally long life, they were considered to be automatically a supernatural being, which is pretty cool, I guess considering how short the lifespan is usually. Bear in mind, I will say for all of those fox lovers, if they're in captivity, they do tend to survive up to about 10 to 14 years, so there is hope, don't panic. Anyway, Kitsune were able to live until they were a thousand years old, where they would have the last of their nine tails sprout and turn into a beautiful golden colour where they would then ascend into the heavens. Not only that, but they generally got more powerful with age, almost unlocking different powers as they got older, much like a video game. They were able to shapeshift after 100 years of age, where they would be able to take the exact copy of someone else, and this was usually a beautiful woman. It was said if you found a woman alone in the woods with a fox-like face, it was most likely a kitsune. They could go on and seduce men and even have families with them, which is why having, say, fox-shaped features, usually in quite sharp chins, elongated brows, are considered extremely attractive in Japanese culture. If the husband found out, by chance, his wife was a kitsune, the kitsune would then have to leave him and their family, and the more malicious ones would leave the husband in a far-off place, dirty and disorientated, and then forcing him to find his way back to his abandoned family in shame. Now, their other powers include invisibility, flight, elemental and sexual manipulation, and illusion. However, their most powerful skill was their possession. This was a major pastime of the Yoko Kitsune, as we mentioned earlier. This happens so frequently that there was even a specific word for it, which is kusenetsuki, which means the state of being possessed by a fox. This would usually affect young women, and the Kitsune would possess her by either going beneath her fingernails or through her breasts, which is very invasive either way. The features would then become fox-like and they would be able to write and speak in different languages and they would only eat tofu and various beans much like the foxes would. They would have to be exercised at inari temple in order to banish the fox spirit but if this failed the family would be run out of town as it was said to bring about illness, famine and death to the surrounding area which of course is really sad. What's even sadder here is Kitsune Suki is still known as a mental health issue in Japan to this day. It's characterised as craving rice and sweet beans, and being restless, listless, and generally avoiding eye contact. Now I'm not a doctor or a psychiatrist in any way, but it does sound a lot like a diagnosis of being on the spectrum in some kind, which is even more tricky to diagnose in women specifically, especially older women, So actually, this story is pretty sad. Now, to go on to kind of happier terms, how could you tell that someone was a kitsuno, though? They were terrified of dogs, just like a normal fox. So you could just bring a dog with you if you thought one was about. You could also see its real shadow. That would have a large, fluffy tail, or just be generally a foxy shadow, or the person could be a little hairy. Or possibly the last resort was that of injuring them so their facade would drop and they would flee in their original fox shape. Now, onto to etymology. As I said at the beginning, the literal translation for this into English means fox, but in Japanese, there are a few other meanings of this too. The word kitsune can be broken down into loads of different words, so I'm going to go over a few. It could be always yellow from the words sune and ki, come to bedroom from ki, su and ne, or kitsu meaning fox and ni meaning loving. Lastly, it could even be onomatopoeia and the sound of the foxes howling, which we all know is horrendous if you certainly live in the UK or any rural areas that have foxes. You will know the noise I'm talking about. They scream. So I flat out disagree with this one. The word kitsune is too nice for that noise. The most popular and antiquated, I will add, is that of come and sleep from the words ki and suni. This was popularised by one of the longest surviving folktales between a man and a kitsune, and thankfully it does not end in tragedy. It's a nice change for once. It's said that there was once a man called Ono who lived in Mino in central Japan, back in 545 AD, longed for a wife who met his ideal beauty standards, as you do. And one day he met a beautiful woman on the moors and married her. They went on to have a son, but he was born as a pup and an aggressive one at that. As the son grew up, he got more and more violent with his mother due to territory, and she begged her husband to kill the son, to which he refused. One day, the son attacked the woman so violently, she had to transform back into her fox form, and she then fled. Ono shouted after her that, "'You may be a fox, but you are the mother of my son, and I will always love you. Come back when you please. You will always be welcome.'" And so every night she would crawl into his arms and sleep curled up as a little fox. So, this backs up the common sleep definition of the word, and I personally think it's very cute. Now, historically, the kitsune is from the Edo period, where most of our Japanese monsters seem to derive from. This is between 1603 and 1867, when Japanese folklore was really at its peak and the most superstitious tales were going around such as our previous Japanese monsters like the Shirogomo, the Kappa, or the Oni. However, the first mention of Kitsune was actually in Chinese folklore. These were fox spirits and adopted by the Japanese during trade with the merchants, who talked of the nine-tailed foxes from their folklore. Now, the longest surviving text that has them in is from the 11th century. It's called the Konjaku Monogatarishu, which is a collection of Japanese, Chinese, and Indian folk stories. So you can see that this affected the whole of Asia. It's a really, really cool bunch of stories. There are actually examples of Korean and Chinese versions of this monster too, in the Kurihumo from Korea or the Hulijin from China. So this story has definitely got across to other Asian countries and folklore too. Kitsune are also linked to Buddhism through the Dakini, who were goddesses who made up Inari's physical avatar. Dakini is shown as a female Buddhist on the path to Nirvana, wielding a sword and riding a flying white fox. Now our real life comparisons though, we do have the Hokkaido fox which is exclusive to Hokkaido in Japan. They are beautiful fluffy red foxes, they do tend to hang around the temples too but this really hasn't ever been explained, although apparently they are also fed from them so that might also help. Due to the link to the Inari, foxes are a revered animal in Japanese culture, and they are quite common, so it might just be that they wanted to link some supernatural and mystical existence to them too. Either way, I love foxes, and they are so cute, I really recommend having a look. They look different from urban foxes, especially if you're a Londoner, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Or if you've got foxes where you are, if you're not in Japan, have a look at Hokkaido ones. Now we're going to go on to cultural significance. For art, you can mostly see these represented in beautiful prints from the Edo period, such as the ones by artist Yoshitoshi or Kuniyoshi. There's a beautiful one by Hiroshigi, which is the same period called Kitsunebi or New Year's Night Under the Aniko Tree near Oji, which is an amazing print collection called 100 Famous Views of Edo, It's an amazing collection. I highly recommend looking at it. It is absolutely stunning. Now, we don't have many movies this week, but there are a few such as Hotel Transylvania 3, 47 Ronin, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, White Snake, Painted Skin and Zhang Zia. There are loads of animes as well, but I'm not going to list them all out. There are loads. If you're into your animes, you probably already know where to find them. For TV, there are ones such as Hellboy the Animated Series, Love, Death and Robots, Miraculous Ladybug, Grimm, Lovecraft County, Team Wolf, Super Sentai, Supernatural, Lost Girl and Ultraman Tarot. For video games, we actually have more. We have Yo-Kai Watch, Final Fantasy, Wario Land, Warriors Orochi, To Project, Tales of Symphonia, Super Mario 3D World, Splatoon, Sonic the Hedgehog, Okami, Smite, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Mega Man, Genshin Impact, Muramasa, The Demon Blade, Dragon Quest, Animal Crossing, Disjaya 5 and the Fate series. However my favourite two in this are Pokemon where at least three Pokemon are based on Kitsune including the original Nine Tails and Vulpix. The other is League of Legends with the champion Ari who is based on the Korean version of this monster but I'll take it either way. Also, you might be wondering, sorry, I don't remember Sonic having a kitsune in. Well, you probably do. If you've played it, you've played as Tails. Tails is technically a kitsune with multiple tails. Thank you very much. Case point corrected. My book recommendation for this week is, I believe, one I've mentioned before, and that's The Book of Yokai, Mysterious Creatures from Japanese Folklore, by Michael Dylan Foster. It's a fantastic book, beautifully illustrated so to be honest i will always recommend this one now it's time for do i think they existed i totally believe that foxes exist i've seen one they're also one of my favorite animals they're very cute we have so many out here in the uk although they are urban foxes they're certainly not as cute as the hokkaido ones but they're still pretty cute i petted a fox once when i was about 17 it was very cool no one believes me it was very good but to get as close to a fox as I did is very, very rare, which is why I'm a bit sceptical on this one. For a creature that's so skittish and secretive, it just doesn't sit well with me that they would turn into people and go and go after men. It just does not make sense. Whilst I love the idea of these cute little forest canines turning into beautiful women, I'm just not that sure on how far I can go with this one. I kind of hold them to the same kind of view as something like Selkies or the Adlet. They're just a bit wild, and when you start having half-human, half-creature babies, it starts to get really weird and a little disturbing. Not even mentioning the thought of consent within these relationships. Like, I'm sorry, you can hide that you're allergic to nuts, but you can't really hide that you're secretly a fox. That's my two pennies anyway. Either way. I love looking at Japanese monsters. They are so different and so much folklore and belief is behind them. It makes me so, so happy. And I've loved this creature for a really long time as a lifelong lover of foxes, Pokemon and League of Legends, quite honestly. But next week we're going to the African plains again and looking at a new Zulu monster, the Tokoloshi. This one has been suggested for a little while and I'm really happy to get this one done. So join us next Thursday and keep your toes tucked into your blankies. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram are Mythmonsterspodcast, Podcast, and Twitter is Myth monsters Pod. But all of our content can be found at mythmonsters.co.uk, and you can also find us on Good Pods and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast. Come join the fun. Share this with your pals. They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky and I'll see you later, babes.